Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news, broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, November 27th, and we start, as always, with local news. One person was taken into custody last week after a three-vehicle crash in Murray County. Murray County Fire Department responded to the crash on New Lewisburg Highway near C.V. Height Road. Units arrived to find a victim trapped in an overturned vehicle and stabilized the vehicle with struts and removed glass to allow the occupant to walk out. Officials also removed the door of another vehicle. All vehicle occupants were able to walk away from the accident with minor injuries. Tennessee Highway Patrol was on scene and placed one driver in custody. More than 1,000 families were served through Spring Hill's The Well Outreach Food Pantry in July, reaching two consecutive months of serving 1,000-plus, number that has spiked over the past few months, according to The Well Executive Director Shelley Sasson. Throughout the Thanksgiving season, the number of those in need continues to rise. On Sunday, volunteers at the Wells Thanksgiving dinner giveaway served over 450 local families in need, donating all the fixings, including turkey, pie, and sides. Thompson Station Church sponsored the giveaway event, sending over 100 volunteers to help. Plus, community volunteers also donated their time on Sunday to hand-deliver Thanksgiving dinners to families. You are all the hands and feet of Christ today, walking alongside those in need, Sasson said after the giveaway. It is such an honor to be part of such a giving community. God bless and happy Thanksgiving from our Well family to yours, she said. Throughout the Thanksgiving season, the Well is providing groceries to over 1,600 families that would otherwise go without. This is only possible because of the generosity of volunteers and supporters sacrificing their time and resources so that those facing hunger in our community know the gift of food this holiday season, Sasson said. The ongoing June Lake mixed-use development, which will feature a variety of homes, businesses, office space, and hotels, will, in addition, feature the 2024 St. Jude Dream Home. The approximately 3,278-square-foot home is estimated to cost $386,500 and will be located in what will be known as the Saddlewalk subdivision, according to a Spring Hill City staff report. This will also be the first St. Jude home built in Spring Hill. Signature Homes, the company overseeing the St. Jude home, brought the project before the Board of Mayor and Alderman last week, seeking a waiver to the home's building permit and other related fees, which would total about $5,855. This would include things like grading, blasting, plumbing and mechanical permits, adequate facilities tax, and June Lake assessment fees. Signature Homes has been chosen to build the St. Jude Dream Home again this year, and we have not only enthusiastically accepted, but will be donating 100% of our overhead and profit of this home. Signature Homes Project Coordinator Heather Pace said in an email to city staff, There is a tremendous amount of community support for St. Jude in southern Middle Tennessee, she said. In addition, Signature Homes requested a waiver of fees associated with a traffic impact study, as well as water and sewer tap and reserve fees. The latter two fees may not be waivered, according to the resolution, but the city would allocate funding equal to $3,361 for the traffic study and $3,335 for water and sewer. 
Signature Homes' primary goals in partnering with the St. Jude Dream Home Program is to build the home at the lowest possible cost and help to raise childhood cancer awareness, Pace said. This will allow us to maximize the amount of money that will be sent to St. Jude. The request was ultimately approved by the Board of Mayor and Alderman members but came with a few amendments, particularly regarding the traffic study and water and sewer funding by the city. City Administrator Pam Kasky said the reason the traffic, water, and sewer were listed separately is due to the state law preventing them from being waived. The proposed city funds would then be used to pay for the fee instead, Kasky said. In this case, what we are proposing to do is to basically take revenues we are going to spend out of the appropriate fund on legitimate traffic, water, and sewer impacts anyway, and divert them through the impact fee on behalf of the St. Jude's home, thus fulfilling their commitment to being paid, Kasky said. This is an acceptable approach and probably the only legal way to do it, she said. Alderman Trent Linville said he had no issue with the legal aspect of this approach, but described the intention as being the city taking an affirmative action to a particular organization when there are many others who do not receive a subsidy from the city. I think St. Jude is an incredible organization with an amazing charitable purpose, but we can say that about hundreds, if not thousands, of other organizations that we currently don't subsidize, Linville said. I would support the waiver of the fees, but not the city taking those affirmative actions to essentially pay money on behalf of St. Jude. This would be the city affirmatively putting money toward the project, rather than us simply waiving and not accepting the fees, he said. Linville later moved to amend the resolution to remove the traffic, water, and sewer funds, which passed 7-1 to prior to the final vote, which was approved unanimously. Ted Williams, president and CEO of TriStar Bank, recently announced new rules for Jason Epley, Michael Franks, and Mac Garvin. Williams commented, Our bank is blessed to have great local talent serving our teams and clients. These three men go the extra mile to achieve our mission of superior service. I'm excited about our bank's future with our senior leadership team, he said. Apley has been promoted to chief retail officer. He also currently serves as the bank's Dixon County president. Apley has over 17 years of banking experience, with the last 10 of those being with TriStar Bank. He is a graduate of Dixon County High School and received his Bachelor of Business Administration degree from Belmont University. He graduated in 2017 from the Graduate School of Banking at LSU and previously completed the Southeastern School of Banking. In 2019, he was included in the ICBA Emerging Community Bank Leaders 40 Under 40 Young Innovators. He currently serves as a councilman and vice mayor for the city of Dixon. Epley stated, The heart of community banking is built on relationships and exceptional service. Leading our retail efforts will afford me the opportunity to expand and strengthen connections while ensuring that we are delivering superior service in meeting needs and finding solutions for our clients, shareholders, and community. I am excited and look forward to serving in this capacity, he said. Franks has been promoted to Executive Vice President and Chief Lending Officer and will continue to serve as the bank's Murray County President. Franks graduated from Battleground Academy in Middle Tennessee State University, where he earned his degree in business administration. After completing various schools through the Tennessee Bankers Association, he graduated from the Graduate School of Banking at LSU in 2010. Franks is an active supporter and board member of the Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee, serves as a board ambassador for the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, and is a member of the Board of Trustees at Columbia State Community College. Additionally, he is a current member of the Leadership Middle Tennessee Class of 2024. 
Franks commented, I am honored to assume the role of Chief Lending Officer for TriStar Bank while continuing to serve as Murray County President. I look forward to what the future holds for our bank and our clients. Garvin has been named the Chief Mortgage Officer and serves as the bank's security officer. Garvin started his career in mortgage lending 18 years ago. He has completed the Tennessee Bankers Association's Southeastern School of Banking. He currently serves as the Vice Chairman of the Board of Directors at Columbia Academy. He also serves on the Legislative Committee for Southern Middle Tennessee Associations of Realtors and is a Kiwanis Club member in Columbia. He's a 2018 graduate of Leadership Murray and currently serves on the Chamber Membership Committee and Chamber Agribusiness Committee. Garvin commented, Over the course of my career, I've had many roles, but I have always kept my focus on what's important to me, which is helping people. As the Chief Mortgage Officer, I will be able to directly help home buyers and owners continue to nurture my realtor relationships and still have time to be active in the community, he said. Local McDonald's owner-operator Gina Wolf donated $1,608 to Murray County Schools last November 13th as part of the Fries for School Supplies fundraiser. The schools included Highland Park Elementary, J.R. Baker Elementary, Smyrna Hill Elementary, and Mount Pleasant Elementary. The fundraiser, which was launched by the McDonald's Greater Tennessee Valley Owners Operators Association, began in 2021. Over 230 McDonald's restaurants across the business unit participate by donating 10% of proceeds from sales over a week to local schools or school districts. Each owner-operator chooses the school or school district to donate proceeds to. David Robbins, PR account executive for McDonald's, said the funds will be used to meet the immediate needs of the local schools and educators, such as providing hand sanitizer, whiteboards, or markers for students. Gina Wolf is grateful for the opportunity to support her community and the teachers who make a difference in the lives of students, Robin said. In total, this year's Fries for School Supplies fundraiser raised over $84,000 for local schools across the greater Tennessee Valley region, with funds benefiting local schools and teachers to fund classroom supplies. Columbia Main Street Corporation, in partnership with the City of Columbia, will host the 37th annual Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade and tree lighting on Saturday, December 2nd from 6 to 8 p.m. in Columbia's historic downtown. With a record number of over 120 participants this year, the parade begins at 6 p.m. and marches east down West 7th Street into downtown Columbia. At the conclusion of the parade, festivities kick off for the lighting of Columbia's 40-foot Christmas tree topper around 7.15 p.m. on the courthouse steps, hosted by DJ Amped. This year's parade and tree lighting is made possible by our generous community partners and Grand Marshal sponsor, Stan Stan McNabb Chevrolet Columbia. The parade lasts about an hour and features holiday-themed illuminated floats, marching bands, holiday characters, scout groups, dance troops, local churches, businesses, civics groups, non-profit organization, and an array of construction vehicles, tractors, and classic cars. Retired Colonel Ashley Brown leads this year's parade as the Grand Marshal in honor of his commitment to the Murray County community through his years of civic and professional accomplishments. After the parade, the tree lighting ceremony takes center stage with Santa lighting the Christmas tree topper, musical entertainment by DJ Amped, an original song by Marta Alboracen, and the presentation of trophies for the best of parade winners. Columbia Columbia Main Street manager Kelly Johnson stated, Kicking off the holiday season with the Christmas parade and tree lighting truly warms your heart and puts a smile on your face. 
I am thrilled for the community and businesses to be part of this annual business because it shows how magical and unique our town truly is. I encourage all to come early and stay late for this festive event that takes place in the heart of historic downtown Columbia. I am so excited for this year's Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade and tree lighting celebration, 37 years and going strong, stated Mayor Chaz Mulder. I can't wait to welcome our residents and visitors alike in what will be a magical night in Columbia. I am also excited for this year's Grand Marshal, Ashley Brown, one of the best-known, well-respected individuals in our community, he said. A rain date is set for December 9th. You can find all the information regarding the Christmas parade and tree lighting at www.visitcolumbiatn.com forward slash events. Harmony Homeschool Choir is thrilled to announce its upcoming Christmas concert, Merry and Bright, featuring 105 talented homeschool students ranging in age from 8 to 18. The concert will take place on December 11th at 6 p.m. at the Cherry Theater, located at the Columbia State Community College. The Merry and Bright concert promises to be a delightful evening of festive music and heartwarming performances, showcasing the exceptional vocal skills and dedication of the Harmony Homeschool Choir. Attendees can expect a captivating blend of traditional holiday favorites and modern arrangements, all presented by the talented young voices of the choir. We're excited to bring the joy of the holiday season to the community through our Marion Bright concert, said Sarah Latch, director of Harmony Homeschool Choir. Our students have been working tirelessly to deliver a memorable and enchanting musical experience for all of our guests, she said. This is a free event open to the community. For more information, please visit the Harmony Homeschool Choir website at harmonyhomeschoolchoir.com, or you can also follow them on Facebook. Harmony Homeschool Choir began in 2019, rehearsing in Cornersville, Tennessee, with 13 young but dedicated singers under the direction of Sarah Latch and with Sharon Pennington accompanying on piano. They have now grown to six separate choirs, a theory course, and over 100 participating students rehearsing in Columbia and Lewisburg. Don't miss this opportunity to celebrate the magic of the season with Harmony Homeschool Choir's Marion Bright Christmas Concert on December 11th at the Charity Cherry Theater. Join them for an evening of music, merriment, and cherished holiday traditions. The evening ends with a congregational hymn singing of cherished Christmas hymns by candlelight. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with the 23rd annual Santa's Mailbox Gift Drive. The annual drive will run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written down their Christmas wishes in letters to Santa. Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make this Christmas wish make their Christmas wishes come true. King's Daughter School Executive Director Shauna Pounder said. Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by the King's Daughter staff members and placed in Santa's bag ready for delivery at the King's Daughter School's campus on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughter School, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as a continued valued partner of King's Daughter School. 
Heritage Bank and Trust is proud to be part of the wonderful work being done by the King's Daughter School, says Shelley Golden, KDS board member and executive vice president, chief risk officer of Heritage Bank and Trust. Over the years, I have served on the board of directors of the King's Daughter School, and I continue to be impressed with the care and compassion given to each student to make their lives the best that it can be. Heritage is honored to partner with an organization making such a great impact on our community. Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, the first at 217 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia, the second at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughters School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Billy Jean White, 84, a retired security guard for Farm Bureau, died Tuesday, November 21st at Nashville VA Medical Center. Funeral services will be conducted on Tuesday, November 28th at 2 p.m. at St. Catherine Catholic Church. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 3 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Wayman Logan Hickman passed away peacefully at his home on November 25th at the age of 89. Funeral services will be conducted on Wednesday, November 29th at 12 p.m. at Columbia First United Methodist Church. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 10 o'clock until the time of the service at Columbia First United Methodist Church. There will be a private family burial. Mrs. Judith Ann Sheeran, 64, a resident of Columbia and loan processor for Mortgage Investment Group, died November 21st at her home. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. No services are scheduled at this time. Mr. Claude Edward Roberts Jr., 53, resident of Columbia, died November 21st at first at I'm sorry, November 24th at Ascension St. Thomas Hospital West. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements and no services are scheduled at this time. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of around 45 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low near 25 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening 
to Southern Middle Tennessee today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. 
Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Tennessee General Assembly must redraw its state Senate map by January, following a Tuesday ruling by a three-judge panel that found the district boundaries unconstitutional. Three voters, backed by the state Democratic Party, sued Tennessee in 2022 over allegations that legislative Republicans unconstitutionally drew House and Senate maps to further entrench the GOP supermajority in the legislature. The plaintiffs accused Republicans of excessively dividing cities and counties when redrawing state House maps and failing to follow a provision in the Tennessee Constitution that requires Senate districts and counties with several districts be numbered consecutively. The districts in question are Davidson County's four state Senate districts, which are numbered 17, 19, 20, and 21. The judicial panel sided with the state on the House map, with two of the three judges ruling it met constitutional requirements. The ruling means Tennessee lawmakers will need to immediately address the Senate maps when they return to session on January 9th. The legislature must adopt a new new map by January 31st. Senate leadership is reviewing the decision and evaluating next steps, Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally said in a statement. Based on the thorough and compelling dissent from Judge Stephen Maroney, I personally believe an appeal is a very viable option, he said. In a joint statement, Senate Minority Leader Ramash Akbari and Minority Caucus Chair Senator London Lamar called a ruling a clear win for the Tennessee Constitution. Even when a political party has a supermajority in the legislature, its members must still follow the law, the Democratic senator said. In the days ahead, Senate Democrats will once again be advocating for a fair map and transparent process that keeps communities whole and reflects who we are as a state. Tennessee Democratic Party Chair Hendrell Remus said the party would continue its fight. The justice system has once again had to step in to correct the unconstitutional actions of the Tennessee GOP supermajority, Remus said in a statement. We are demanding a fair and open process as the state Senate map is redrawn. We will also provide an alternative map to be considered. Our fight for a constitutional state house map is not over, he said. Separately, a group of voters in August filed a federal lawsuit against the state over the same 2022 redistricting effort, alleging the effort intentionally targeted black voters and illegally dilutes the voting power of communities of color. That lawsuit remains pending. Tennessee's Department of Transportation met with Governor Bill Lee's budget team last week, but its larger long-term plan is on schedule to be released in December, Commissioner Butch Ely said. The December plan announcement for the state's Transportation Modernization Act implementation will include a proposal to spend $3.3 billion in state funds for road work given to the department last year, along with the proposal to implement toll lanes into the highway plan. The toll lane plan will allow the department to negotiate deals for private companies to add lanes to Tennessee highways and make those toll lanes, with the private company collecting tolls to recoup their portion of negotiated project costs. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Multi-Grammy and Oscar winner John Batiste announced his uneasy tour, Purifying the Airways for the People, in support of his newly Grammy-nominated album, World Music Radio, out now. Batiste's first-ever headlining tour will kick off on February 26th in Portland, Oregon, and stop at the Ryman on February 28th. Tickets are on sale now. You can find them at www.johnbatiste.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.